Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Aloha, all of you beautiful, amazing people. Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. I am coming to you from the big, beautiful island of Hawaii. And I am so excited because today my girl Scout Compton is not only joining us for a juicy, fun episode. She's also going to open up and talk about her very public breakup that she has never addressed publicly. I'm telling you guys, my jaw was on the fucking floor, so I cannot wait for you all to hear it. So sit back, grab a drink, a fruity cocktail, or a Mai Tai if you want to join my island vibes, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. As I mentioned, I am not currently in Los Angeles. I actually flew for the first time in over a year on a plane to this big, beautiful island. My boyfriend had to visit his daughter, who moved here at the beginning of the pandemic. And the last time he came out by himself, and this time it was like, you know, I really need to get away and get some fucking writing done. So we made the tough decision to take the trip together. We got tested in L.A. before we left, and we got tested right when we landed at the Kona airport. And it honestly, it felt really safe. Delta is great, and they keep a middle seat blocked out. The plane was only at half capacity of that. And for all things considering, it was a a safe and successful journey out here. Um, And it's been really wonderful to be on an island with a lot less cases than L.A. has. And I've been able to get a lot of of writing done for book two. Yay! So I was out here proofing Scout's episode, which I hadn't heard in a very long time because we actually recorded it months ago. It's just now finally coming up in the uh, the lineup queue. And so I got to listen to it with uh, some fresh ears. And it's it's so much fun. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But we touched on a couple topics that really resonated with me. And I think they're important enough to do a little mini deep dive into before we get into the interview, because I don't think they're really talked about enough. And I want to shine some light on them. So as I mentioned in Scout's interview, she comes on to share her side of a very public breakup that she never has gone on record talking about her feelings and her side of the whole story. And through that, we ended up touching on the fact that it's okay to hold love for someone that once held space in your life. I think 
there's such a stigma around when you break up with someone, you either have to hate them or you're not supposed to talk, especially if you're in a new relationship, or you have to have certain types of feelings around them. And I think it's really important to take note that it's totally okay and healthy and valid to have love for somebody that once held an important place in your heart or in your life. I mean, even looking back at all of my relationships, my ex-husband before, you know, everything epically hit the fan and exploded, um, wasn't that narcissistic person that he turned out to be. You know, the, the person that I met that I spent a very good amount of time with and created a life with and created these memories with, that is still valid for me to be able to hold space for that in my life. And whether or not I care for him now as a human being or agree with the way he's done things or handled things, it's still, it was still five years of my life, you know? And it's crazy to think back on because I'm so disconnected from so much of it. But it really, it was a big chunk of my life. And I went through some big life altering important moments with that person. So Although I don't have any love or respect for the person that he became and the the road that he chose to take, especially in regards to his his wife, I still can look back and have love for the person that I met before he went down that deep dark hole. The person that his friends and the the people that we knew and ran in the same circles with loved just the same as I did. And to really still validate the fact that that person had an impact on me and had an impact on my life and is a big reason I learned a lot of fucking life lessons moving forward. So looking back on my marriage, it taught me what gaslighting is in the long run and what the giant red fucking flags look like when you're in a narcissistic relationship and to not give myself up for somebody else just because they're uncomfortable in the way that my life plays out or my job or the things that I do and to really not lower myself to make someone else comfortable And I think that's so important for people to hear. So I'm going to fucking repeat it right now. Do not lower yourself to make other people comfortable. Go find the people who love your bigness. Go find the people who want you to be as massively big as you can be and stand in that epicness. And until someone comes along that can match that and add to that and embrace and love that, Be alone and fucking do you because it is not worth diminishing what you have inside your soul that the universe wants you to see and 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 be in this world to make somebody else comfortable. That's not what we're fucking here for. And, you know, looking back on my relationship with Javier, I mean, he was the catalyst of me going on a fucking life-altering journey and healing one of my biggest trauma wounds of abandonment and feeling terrified to be by myself. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that. 
if it wouldn't have played out in that exact way, I would have never forced myself to go solo travel. And that was ultimately what made me jump into the deep end and realize that I could fucking swim all by myself. So not only is it okay to look back on those relationships and be like, God, I shared something really special with this person at one time, no matter how they ended up, but to also be like thankful for those relationships, even if they're the shitty ones, even if it's the marriage of the fucking guy who promised to keep your heart safe and ended up slipping his dick into a 19-year-old. Like, I'm still so thankful for that relationship because it taught me so fucking much. And even the relationship with the guy that broke your heart into a million pieces because you learned what it was like to be in love and you learned what it was like to have your heart broken. And you you know now what you're not going to settle for and what you're not going to lower yourself to and to watch for certain signs every single relationship that you go through, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, um, a mother-daughter, a parent, it's every relationship that we go through in our lives is going to teach us something. And if you take those lessons and you're able to be like, okay, these are the things that I learned. This is why it happened then it's all fucking worth it. So I urge you to look back on all of the relationships you have any resentment around and really be like, okay, what gains did I get from this? What lessons did I get from this? Why am I so much better now because of this? And also being thankful that the universe had your back and it worked out the way that it did. I mean, I cannot imagine what it would be like being with my ex-husband still. I mean, holy shit, you guys. <laughs> if you saw the trajectory his life has taken after me, I mean, there's no realm of possibility where we would have ever worked. We are on two entirely different paths. I would never want to be a part of the lifestyle that he is in. And I, I mean, it, it wouldn't even make any sense. And I'm so thankful that it happened the way that it did before we had freaking kids, before, you know, we got into 10 years of my life instead of five. Like, I, I would never at the time of getting married be like, oh, there's no way that, you know, we won't mesh and I won't make sense in his life and he won't make sense in my life. Um, there is no fucking way that either of us would make sense in either of our lives anymore. Um, I, I could not imagine what that would look like. And I am so freaking thankful that, uh, the universe was like, yo, bitch, this is going to hurt. But like, just hold on because you don't want any fucking part of this. So as we go through this hump day of a Wednesday, just keep in mind that I promise you everything happens for a reason. And whether or not you can see it right now, when you look back one day, you'll be like, ah, okay, that's exactly why that shit needed to happen. So without further ado, here is Miss Scout fucking Compton. 
Holy shit, you guys, I am so freaking excited. My girl, Scout Compton, is here. Um, you will know her from your TV screens in Rob Zombie's Halloween, where she played my mom's daughter. So she's technically my sister from another time. Um, Nashville and The Runaways, like all the great fucking movies of our time. She's been working since she was like able to walk and now she's here on fml talk with me hi my love hi babes how are you i'm good <laughs> hi sister i know I'm, and we actually just played sisters in another film that we went and shot so we're, we're about really fucking time dipping in we do look alike it's we kind do. of ridiculous we do. We, we do we can't even go up for the same stuff because we look too much alike summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon one of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 and use code fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code fmltalk50 at factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Um, so I'm so excited that you're here, yes. mostly because I know you have some crazy relationship stories uh, mm -hmm. that I'm so excited to talk about that you've never talked about before. But before we get into that, um, Scout was the person at my book launch party who like kind of introduced me after she read <laughs> my book. And you read it on the way to London, right? I did. Well, I read it on the way to Germany. I oh, was, nice. Yeah, I was doing a convention in Germany. And it was so funny, like when you told me that you wrote this book, I'm not the biggest reader. Nor am I. <laughs> no, I'm like not at all. So when I started reading it, I couldn't put it down. And strange enough, I, it's not, you know, the similar situation, but I was supposed to go on, I was supposed to go to this convention in Germany, and then I was supposed to do like a week-long trip and go to Amsterdam and Paris, but I was supposed to do it with a good friend of mine, mm. and he bailed on me no. like three days prior, Oh, and God. so I had to make the decision to do this journey alone by myself Hell or just yes. cancel all my shit, and you know me, I, I'm... I don't really like to travel alone or I never have traveled alone. Other than like work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm really scared. And then when I read your book, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, now I'm excited so to great. do it. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to survive. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to meet great people. I might have a love interest. I might fucking have sex with someone. I'm like, great. Really great job. I love it. Yeah, oh my it God, really that's amazing. Funny. It was nice. It was nice. It was comforting me. But I, I read it the entire flight. And I finished the book. It was so good. I love that. What a great way to start your fucking solo journey, dude. Seriously. Did it make you want to travel alone in the future? It, it did. It, I mean, honestly, like, I, I, like that's a big fear. And it's, like, a, a big thing that, like, you know, like, sets me back is, like, not, not wanting to 
like being like really shy and insecure and not wanting to do things like alone, you know? Which but is so weird because you're so not who every, I would think of as shy as insecure. I know, everybody <laughs> says that, but I, I think it's also helped me like when I'm, you know, I, I started this business when I was, in, I was nine. Yeah. So it's like you've had to grow up to put on this like sort of armor and persona. Yeah. And like I can make everybody else feel comfortable, but inside maybe I'm like fucking shitting myself. You That's know what I'm wild. saying? That's wild. So, but especially with that, like that, yeah. you know, going to eat alone, going to like see a different place, like country a place alone yeah. like that was just like it takes getting used to it took me a while to <sighs> eat alone by myself and not be like what the fuck <laughs> yeah like look around but like I, I know like the first but I met so many people I met so like instantly as soon as I got to Paris there was a guy that was driving me to my hotel and he was like I'm meeting up with a couple of friends would you like to come so oh, I, I, I said it. yes which usually I say no you know what I'm saying so it was and a lot was it was because I read the book and yes. <laughs> I saw you saying yes and yes and not I being fearful that. And I was like, okay, you can do it too. You can do it too. You can do it. So yeah. did you ever, because one of the questions I get all the time is, didn't you feel unsafe traveling as a female alone? Did you ever have any experiences where you felt unsafe? No, I didn't. I actually had no feelings like that whatsoever. Um, yeah, which is surprising. I think I, it's a big misconception. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when I was flying um, over to Europe, I, all I knew about hostels with was that there was a movie and people get brutally murdered and yeah and I was like what do you mean I'm gonna go stay in a hostel yeah no that that see that's true like I didn't I stayed at Airbnbs I feel like if I one day I'll venture out well yeah that's like the full immersion experience but that's also like that's like another like insecurity thing it's like if that's like everybody is there and it's so many people and you don't know anyone and you have to talk yeah but you (laughs) would fucking love it dude it's like adult summer camp I think I would I think it would take me a bit to warm up but I think I would really like it yeah it's it's you gotta do it at once in your life it's it's meant to be um okay so I want to get into your biggest relationship fml story I'm so fucking excited to hear this you guys she kind of told me what she was planning on sharing on this uh, episode before we started recording. And I was like, oh my God, stop talking. I can't wait to hear it all. Um, so I will I will give uh, this stage to you. You know, it's, it's, it's so it was my first relationship that I ever had. So it's like, you know, that, that um, learning curve. And like we were 16, 17 and we were together for like six years. Ooh. And it was kind of like, you know, my career was going up and, you know, moving him to Los Angeles and his career was going up and I was helping him as much as... I could and all this stuff and you know he was a a musician and um there was also I was a fan of this other girl musician mm-hmm. and I had put it out in the universe on my Twitter and all this stuff and I like would post her music all the time and then she tweeted once about my movie and she was like this girl's badass I need to meet her and so my fans were contacting her fans and we just oh, kind of meshed up and then we, you know, like meeting my hero, like I, I, I adored her, I loved her. And so we became really fast friends. Are we going to go into real names or are we going to give them surnames? Because you know me, I, I do surnames <laughs> I mean, for... it's so crazy because like, I mean, everybody, like it's still like a common thing on my Instagram. Like okay. I'll always get tagged so people know exactly okay, what so I'm talking about. Okay, so it's up to you. I'll leave that to you. I, I, maybe I just won't say their names. Okay. They know, they know what's going on. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, that... It was like a best friend kind of girl power relationship, and and I, unlike like you, like I'm I'm more like friends with guys than yeah. I am with girls. So it takes me a lot a long time to like get like comfy with a girl, and yeah. like that was like a relationship that happened pretty fast. And you know, two years down the line, I was you know I dropped my my boyfriend off at his warp tour, like kind of 
you know, like three months, bye, I love you, I'll see you soon. And I could tell something was off and weird. And she was also on the tour as well. Oh. And so like three days go by, you don't hear from your partner. You're like, what's going on? Well, especially in this industry. It's yeah. Like you're supposed to be texting morning, noon, and night <laughs> exactly, to check in. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. FaceTime, something. So and then I texted her and I was like, hey, can you just check on him? Because like, I don't know what's going on. And didn't hear back from her. And I was Ugh. like, what's going on? I was like, this is just so weird. And then I heard from like the other bandmate's girlfriend. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's oh, like, my God. Oh, they're they're together. Like they're, <gasps> they're in the same bus. Like, they're together. And I was like, I had gone through, like, my past stuff with him. So I wasn't surprised. And, you yeah. know, like that, like, nothing against him or anything. Like, our learning curve was that. But I was a little bit shocked on her end. Yeah. Um, so and to I, not even tell you. You had to oh find out from someone random was, who assumed you it, knew. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And I, I sent her all these messages and whatever. I mean, we've gotten past it. There's been apologies and all that. But it's it's been so interesting because I've kept my mouth shut throughout yeah. the years and my side of the story. And, you know, his fan base is a lot of a lot younger. Mm-hmm. So they're a lot more into, like, social media and Instagram and all that right. stuff. And, like, they like to talk and gossip and, like spew up things yeah and you know I've also seen them do interviews as well and oh they're still together oh yeah they're together (gasps) and married yeah yeah no (laughs) oh yeah I'm sorry so they got married they're together my god yeah so it was it was wow it was that was the big tough like stab to the chest kind of thing yeah and you know when they didn't realize like that was the wrong way to go about it it just kind of and then everybody in in the internet world was like oh well scout cheated blah 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 and it was just like they weren't actually really close so I never said anything about it right I just kind of like you know when everybody like a fan would come to my table at a convention or whatever be like oh you dated this person this person oh my god did you guys know each other it's like oh I wish them luck blah blah but you know, everybody always speculated that I cheated and mm. I did all this, but... That's so annoying. Why do people assume that? I don't know. I don't, maybe because I stayed quiet. Maybe right. because I didn't say anything. Right. Probably because I was fucking heartbroken. Yeah. That my... One of my really good girlfriends... Yeah. Who I trusted and my ex fucking got together behind my back and now, you know, it was like, it was... Yeah. It and was it's crazy. always harder when it's in the public eye too because then you're you're seeing press articles yes. about these... I mean, I remember when I came back from Europe and I decided that I was not going to talk to Javier anymore. I was seeing his fucking face on billboards when yeah. I was driving down the goddamn street every day and I was just no like, way. oh my God, I'm never dating an actor ever again no, in my life. No way. No way. That, I'm never dating a musician ever again. Yeah. I've, I've followed two, two music, musicians mm. after that. No, I can't. <laughs> no more. Scout, no you're done. More. I'm done. Active musicians, ugh, done, 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 done. Wait, okay, so how old were you when they ended up getting together? Oh, God, you know, my memory is, like, crazy, but I, th- I feel like, uh, like, like, 22, 23, it okay. had to be. Yeah, so, you know, 31. So you guys were together for a long time. We were, like, our, that was our first relationship. That's that was, wild, like, learn, like, like, moving, for, like, he lived in Ohio, moving to LA, like, like, it was, like, a big, yeah. like, you know, it's your big first love, yeah. and you think you're gonna marry each other, and have kids, and have babies, and yep. like, a happy ever after, but, you know, when, when he got to LA, things, you become different people, yeah. you know, especially if you're not used to Los Angeles, totally, Um. so I think, you know, I'm, I'm very happy for them now, but it's just, like, it was, it was a hard, it was a hard kicker. Yeah. How and long did that take you to kind of feel like you had gotten past it? You know, I feel like I never really got past it, like, right away. I kind of just, like, jumped into, like, another relationship to kind mm. of, like, mask the yep. feelings of it all. And then I kind of took all of that baggage into that relationship. Yeah. And that relationship, I was like, ooh, shit, I'm, 
I'm in the wrong here. Like this right. is bad. I didn't, you know, take the time to heal and, yeah. and do all that. And I, I feel like healing and like whether that's going on a fucking adventure and soul searching yourself, I feel like it's like a really, I can't say this enough, it's a very important thing to do for yourself. Yeah, Before dude. you can give yourself to someone. Yeah. Whether what age that is. And I, I feel like if you are able to do it sooner than later – like, hi, I'm 31. I'm having, <laughs> I am soul searching now. Like, this is my spiritual this awakening. This is my spiritual awakening. I would have loved to do it at 21, but it's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's wild, it's dude. It's so wild. Okay, so have you talked to either of them since all this went down? So I have, he, I've talked to him through text message, um, uh, like once and it was just kind of like it was an apology okay. it was oh like from this, him yeah from good him. it was a really big like apology and then it also was an you know apology on my end of things that I did in the relationship as well right and it was just kind of like a really nice like okay this was a good closure it sure. was like three or four years after right. but still it was like really really nice yeah because there's no you know? closure in that when you no. get texted from some random person oh, yeah, about no. like oh yeah they're together by the way oh yeah it's like what the fuck am I supposed to do with that oh yeah and they I mean it, and it's it's so it's so crazy how people feel like it's okay to just like ghost and just go mute yeah and then it'll just like bury itself yeah it'll bury itself and like disappear it's wild to me and for especially because you guys were together for so long I was with Daniel my ex-husband for five years and even though when we got divorced it wasn't I wasn't in love with him anymore I I wasn't heartbroken thank god but like that was my person for so long and it's like what do you mean you're just gonna not have this fucking conversation and we're not yeah. going to talk through this like it becomes your best friend after mm-hmm. a while and it's like that's there's no closure in that Dude, how I'm, do you just do that I'm a big person on communication you have got to communicate with each other whether it's good or bad yeah you know like the person that I'm, I'm talking to now it's like you you need like he, he he said something to me the other day he's like you know I found that strength like if I need to be an asshole and tell someone I'm not interested or like I can see that this person is growing feelings and I'm not mm-hmm. you have to yeah you have to be an adult and be able to say like I'm sorry I don't see this going anywhere I really like you as a person but like we need to end this yeah kind of thing I mean like fuck dude we have one life man yeah one fucking life. And that's such an important lesson for men and women yeah. to learn. Um, I think women tend to be slightly better at it because they don't even want to like deal and get em- uh, emotionally oh. invested. I mean, after that first like fuck my life moment of my first relationship, I I was a little fucking I was a little twat yeah. like with my second relationship <laughs> nice and like word I, me- I messed I messed with a, a couple people's little hearts yeah. and it was really sad. And I think I, I learned it from my first relationship. Like, oh, well, fuck, that happened to me. So, like, why can't I, you know? Yeah. And it's not cool. No. You know? But, yeah, you, you you learn these bad deeds, but you also grow as a person. And you just, like... But that makes me like the guy that you're talking to right now, that he was able to say that and vocalize that. A lot of men, I think, and women, but men need to learn that lesson. Yeah. That, like, if you're not interested, just speak up and say so. You don't yeah. have to be a dick about it. I remember... Um, talking to Javier after I came back from Europe 
And he said to me, he's like, you're really the person that taught me that I need to just be blunt and honest with my feelings because yeah. it's not worth what happens in the long run no, to people. No, not at all. Um, and it's so true. Like, it's just not fucking worth it. Yeah. To Are you guys still friends? That. Um, It depends on the month and year of the season. <laughs> um, we, look, I will always have a place for him in my heart. Yeah. Um, he will always pick up the phone if I call, as will I. Um, but... You know, we're both trying to move on, go different ways yeah. in our life. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to be friends with someone who has had such a giant impact on your life. Yeah. You know, I mean, we came in and like fucked each other's shit up. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I try and do everything I do now with this whole different career shift with the book that obviously centers largely around him. Um, mm-hmm. I try and take as much care with that as I can because he's a real person. And like, yeah. um, actually, when we shot, so Scout was in the commercial that you saw for Eat, Pray, FML. Mm-hmm. She was the lovely one jogging. Um, and I did such a great job. Thank you. You did such a great job <laughs> running. Um, so part of that giveaway was tag people that you would cast in the on-screen version. Yes. And I woke up one morning um and saw someone had tagged him <laughs> but like didn't know that that was him like she genuinely was like oh I'd cast this person as Javier no and, way. It, and it was him <gasps> yeah and I deleted it obviously for like privacy reasons but it was hysterical like I was like oh that's that's very fucking spot on oh of you oh my god oh my god that's crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah it was wild How nuts is that Insane. oh my goodness <laughs> um so what are the things that you took from that relationship that you feel were like your ongoing, well, let's rephrase that. What what wounds did that open up in you? Because I know you and I have some similar um, abandonment stuff from our childhood, mm-hmm. and we take a lot of that throughout our lives until it's healed. Yeah. And we often attract people that are going to poke at those or yeah. open them back up so the universe is going like, yo, bitch, you need to heal this shit. Yeah. Um, so what in that relationship where you found out that they were together behind your back um, what did that bring up for you that you needed to look at? You know, <clears throat> yeah, it, de- it definitely brought up um, the fact, well, there was a lot of other red flags during the relationship Ooh, and a okay. lot of... We'll go back to that. Yes. There was a lot, which which I, I'm, I'm definitely that type of person that forgives and forgets like it never happened. Right. It never like occurred and you're perfect and yes, of course. Like I don't want to hurt about that. it anymore. And yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like of course I deserve that. It's okay. But like it, it strike this whole this big thing of like being codependent mm. and like, oh wow, like you don't need like a relationship and you don't need toxic people. You don't need that, you know, to feel like you're loved or to feel like um like you're wanted in the in the world kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I do come from like a very strange home life. So, you know, that's been like a, a big dynamic that I've faced in my entire life to like kind of like heal from and, un- yeah. and understand that. And I didn't know that I was like latching onto my relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is, this is like the first time I've been single. This is only three years. Yeah. It's the first time, like three years, single. Since yeah. I was, you know, knew what a relationship was at 16. That's not very long to yeah. be by yourself. No. You know? And so it took me a while to realize, oh, why am I like latching, latching, latching? Why am I getting into relationships so yeah, so easy? 
and like nurturing I'm such a mom like I'll do for You're them such and nurture <laughs> and, and like be like what can I give you what can I do for you like and then I'll just forget about myself mm-hmm. and then I'll be in the back seat like oh fuck like we I we I like I would like to drive the car now too you know what yeah. I'm saying so yeah so it's like a, it's a learning curve with like that relationship with every you know relationship I, I have had but that's definitely probably the big one right it's like you know focus on yourself and don't and, be codependent yeah no don't be codependent and learn how to like have a you know it's, it's healthy it's healthy not to like need someone it's so healthy and it's so yeah. empowering when you finally are able to do that to and realize admit, that to admit that yeah oh my god I remember like, like I think I was like 26 or 27 I was like oh shit yeah I think I thought my whole entire life that I needed somebody totally I don't okay cool let's like need scout now and let's love her yeah. and figure her out it's wild when I met my current guy who scout knows very well uh, Tay. which I love <laughs> Every, Tay, Tay, love you everybody loves Tay um <laughs> when I met him I was like no 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 I want to be by myself like I yeah. don't want anyone and you know it's so annoying that the perfect person always comes right when you're like no fuck you I don't want anything right now yeah um And it was really hard. Like, we had a long road of, like, up and downs because I was so wanting to, like, go travel the world by myself and, like, Mm -hmm. go live abroad for a year and just be by myself and do me. Um, And it was, like, not working because you was like, oh, shit, but this guy. (laughs) How magical is that? It it is. It is. That's so magical that it worked like that. Yeah. It was really, like, universal timing and and a testament to his resilience of what he's put up with from me. (laughs) <laughs> you're a fun one so yeah. I can see I can totally see I mean also <laughs> him too you know but I, I think like that's like that, that's interesting that you said that because I feel like I'm that way right now yeah where I'm like I'm so, I, I, the only reason that, a way that I can say is like I'm like a man I'm yeah. like I don't <laughs> want a relationship oh like ugh, don't get too attached like go right. away go away go away tone it down a notch <laughs> yeah like okay cool romantic stuff <laughs> when usually I'm like the lovey-dovey Pisces or I'm like I'm yeah. I love you, love you, love you. <laughs> now that I've like, you know, done this like three years of myself, I'm like, Argh. yeah. Anyway, well, it takes, a, close. it takes a while to get your feet wet again. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm rusty. I'm yeah. very rusty. Well, that's okay. It's <laughs> like, you know, and now you have to just mesh the two together. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And it'll be a good balance. Okay, so what were the red flags that you saw? What was the red flags? Um, lying is a big one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, but you have to remember but you guys lies. got together when you were 16. Like, yeah. that's when people are being shitty versions of themselves yeah, and, no. like, trying to figure out what the fuck life's about. Big, big lies. There's also, um, there's, and also in in my other relationships as well, like, cheating, mm. you know, but I would always... Be, on your end or his? On, on his end. Okay. I did cheat in a relationship, not in the first one, but I did cheat in a relationship, which I was, like, the next day I was, like, fuck yeah you know what I'm saying um but you you know you live and you learn but yeah that that one was like I was very I don't know for, like I said like I've said previously I was very like oh it's okay you did that it's fine it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll make it work we'll make it work right but it was like it was like it was multiple times throughout yeah. the six years <laughs> I was like okay scout yeah. one two three four five six seven eight how, how many, many striking red blocks <laughs> you want in your life <laughs> So obviously the relationship was going. <laughs> it's hard though when your first love comes around. It's like you know you yeah. want everything to be perfect. Yeah, and... and that's why I said you know when that did happen, I wasn't surprised on his end. Right. I was more surprised on the woman's so end. So have you talked to her? No. Since ever? No. Wow. We, we we ran into each other at a yoga studio, and I think we were the only ones in the room. And I didn't I didn't see her. I was I was putting stuff in the locker, and I heard her just say like. 
nice pants. And did you know, she know it was you, you, you or know, she was you, being funny? You like, you like know that voice, yeah. you know, like, I mean, did we you were, get the surge throughout your oh, entire yeah. body? <laughs> oh yeah. I felt it. I felt it. And mm. I turned around and I was like, I looked at her and she looked at me and she didn't like nothing like nothing, nothing showed on her face. And so I was like, where's she going with this? Right. Like, and do then, you know it's me yeah. or did you make a mistake and like think and my pants were like, cute? And then she was like, where did you get them? And I was like, I looked at her and I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. I was like, we're not doing this. Oh, well, shut Bleep up. Bleep is what I said. Her name. I was like, no, no, no. We're not doing this. Bleep. I was like, I'm not going to sit there and you act like you don't know who I am. I was like, girl, I can't. I can't do that. I was like. Wait, and what did she say? Oh, and I walked out. I was oh. like, I'm going to yoga. I was like, I'll got time for this. But oh, I never saw her in that God. studio ever again. So I don't know. Oh, my God. Stop. I don't know. <laughs> That's wild. I felt really proud of myself. Yeah. I was like. Because normally me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're from Target. They're from right. Target. Yeah, great. This is really uncomfortable, but I'm okay yeah. with you stomping all over me right now. Yeah. I was like, no, we're not doing this. That's I was great, like, I know. Dude. I was like, I And it would have been different if she would have been like, hey, Scout, like, yeah. and like said something. Yeah, but maybe just, she didn't know who I was when right. she said my pants, but when I turned around, you're like, you, you know. know who the fuck I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, we know who each other. I knew from her voice. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you oh, know. Oh, my God, that's so, so wild, That was dude. the only time I ever encountered Wow. Yeah. And how long were you guys friends before they got together? The girl. Oh, God. We could probably go back on our, my Twitter. It's so crazy. We could probably go back <laughs> like, to like, when all we started tweeting and being like, come visit me, come this, this, this. I think for like like, like three years. Like, okay, so it was almost, like a solid friendship. Yeah, it wasn't it was like, good. oh, we just saw each other every now and then. Oh, Not that no. that makes it okay it was, either. But. It was good. I mean, she was like a traveling musician, but like we, like, yeah, she was a, a strong girlfriend. And, wow. You know? So do you have any... And I thought they didn't like each other. Like, they they, right. they did they always, like, complained about each other behind, ah. you know? Oh, like, that's Oh, funny. I don't like her. I don't like him. Oh, she's bad for you. He's just bad. I'm like, okay, fuck. Oh, wow. Oh, you guys want to be together. Right. You're like, oh, that's what's <laughs> just, going on. Can you guys just tell me this? Can you guys just communicate with me? Wow, that, like, dude. Can okay. you stop screwing me? Can you stop fucking bashing other boys I'm just like ah wait so okay now looking at it do you when you talk about it do you have any like anger inside of you or is it just for me like when I talk about Daniel and shit I'm like he's a character in my story like I'm so removed from it it's weird no I don't I don't like I mean that was a huge part of my life you know like and I like will forever have love for both of them. Yeah. Like, like you don't understand. Like, like me and the guy, we went through a lot. And, yeah, like, it's a long period of your like, life at like formidable years. He's still years. kind of in my life with like certain things and stuff. And like, I will always have love for him. And and same with her. Like, she was like my first real solid girlfriend. You wow. know. Like I will always have love for her, and I'm 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 very happy for them that they found love yeah. with each other. I guess know? that makes it a little a little less bad that like they are in love and got married and yeah. like they're still together. At and least it wasn't like just like they're like super cute like musician babies, and like oh, okay. like yeah. it's like okay, like for sure. You're like I get it, but you could have just fucking said something. Yes, first. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I couldn't imagine. I always like I thought of like that like you know like four years ago. I was like ooh. I was like, could I imagine myself even with him right now? Right. No fucking way. Right. Oh my god, we're two completely different people. Yeah. Like they're they're a match made in heaven, you know? They're they're that's their world. Yeah. The fucking rancher like in <laughs> like dork that likes to go and be in nature. And yeah. He's like a music rock musician. Right. That world just does not interest me anymore. Yeah. 
never really did, to be honest. I kind of was like, ooh, boy, I'm yeah, just life, support okay, you. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know? wild, dude. Yeah, it's pretty. Do you crazy. feel like a light, a weight has been lifted off your chest now that you've finally publicly yeah, spoken on it? Yeah, yeah, because I just, I just hate like reading all this stuff, and I hate like you know sometimes you know like like stuff hurts when you read it online. Yeah, like, dude. Like we all have feelings. We're you know people forget that when they're behind yeah. the safety of their fucking even keyboard. when it comes from like a little thirteen year old and they're like oh Scott's a bitch she's a cheater but I'm like oh my god I'm like Dude, girl like not at all you don't even know far the story from, <laughs> far from it yeah trust me child far from it and you have a young fan base too so yeah. that's like shitty yeah it is to hear it that is from pretty, young girls because you're such shitty. a good fucking role model yeah it's pretty shitty and it's also I mean it just it's just shocking like how how many people think that they should get involved with relationships yeah. and stuff like that and especially when things. you're in the limelight yes and assume it's things. wild how many people assume things yeah it's it's crazy yeah um wow girl wow I, I love it I love it um and just a heads up yeah. all of my readers slash now listeners um are very big social media stalkers oh great <laughs> a lot of them go fucking deep um to find certain things from the book at least um so if you guys are gonna stalk and find out who these people are don't don't tag. Just, yeah, don't just tag. read about it and like get the tea and move on. Yeah, see there you go. Don't tag because they all have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> um, but tell everybody where they can find you on social media to go stalk you. Okay, yes. Um, my Instagram is under the sea scout and my Twitter is pouty scouty and I am locked out of my um, TikTok right now, so that doesn't but matter. You'll see, but you'll see her on mine. <laughs> yes, I'll see her on Gabrielle's. Um, thank you so much for being yeah, here and for you. spilling all this juicy tea and being your bubbly little self. I love you. Yes, ya. I love you too. I want to thank my love scout for coming on. I absolutely adore her and I know how much guts it takes to come on and rehash stuff that was once so public and so hurtful so I absolutely love you girl please go check her out um on social media she is such a light in this world all right it is about that time of the show we are going to get into your fml stories here we go hey gabrielle oh man do I have plenty of fml stories I actually wrote 20 of them in a book called A Series of Unfortunate Attempts, because that's truly the only way to describe my dating life. I actually want to share with you my very first FML story. When I was in high school over a decade ago, I was dating a boy, typical 16-year-old dirty blonde football player. We were madly in love the way teenagers are, or so I thought. About eight months into our relationship, I found out he was cheating on me, so I broke up with him. He spent the next month convincing me it wasn't true and begged me to take him back. I did, because again, I was a teenager, and we dated for another year or so until I broke up with him again for being shady. Well, shortly after we broke up, he started dating the girl he cheated on me with. Once we graduated high school, she stayed in our hometown, and this boy and I both went to college out of state, in the same state. In fact, we were 40 minutes away from each other. During my freshman year, he texted me and asked me to come visit him, saying he missed me and it wasn't working out with the other girl, blah, blah, blah. Well, I stupidly did, listening to all the lies he fed me about how they weren't working out and he was miserable. We started visiting each other, hooking up once he convinced me he was breaking up with her, and he even invited me on a trip with his aunt and his cousins. After about two months of this, I find out from social media that not only did he not break up with her like he said he was going to, but they got engaged. Well, I told him to fuck off, never call me again. 
It's been over 12 years since this happened, and I'm still learning of more girls he cheated on me with when we were together in high school. I'll be talking to somebody random from my high school years, and they will innocently enough tell me about yet another girl, thinking I must already know. I don't even care at this point, he's just a boy from my past, because nothing heals like time. Oh, and P.S., the girl he was engaged to dumped him shortly after I told him to get lost, so I guess we both dodged a bullet there. Yes, Natasha. Okay, so Natasha wrote the book, as she mentioned, A Series of Unfortunate Attempts. You might have seen it on my Instagram story. I posted it a couple weeks back, and it is an awesome collection of FML dating stories that is very similar in the tone that I write, so I totally dig it, and you guys should go check it out. It is on Amazon. Um, What the fuck is up with guys, well, I shouldn't say guys, I guess people in general, trying to maintain a side piece when they are in a full-blown fucking committed relationship? It's like you're on the path, you're with the person that you're apparently going to propose to, and then you feel the need to call your ex-girlfriend from high school and not only convince her to start seeing you and, like, dating you again, but then you bring her around your family and shit? Like, they say don't shit where you eat, but, like, bro, I will never understand why people think it's A, a good idea, or B, that they're never going to get fucking caught. Like, learn your lesson from all of the idiots that have come before you. (laughs) Just wild to me. But I think you handled it like a fucking boss, and I am so glad he has just become another collection of your FML stories. Hello, Gabrielle. Thank you for having me. My name is Carly, and this is my FML story. So I was in a relationship for about five and a half years with my college sweetheart, and we moved to LA. I'm an actress and a singer and impressionist, and he was in the tech industry. And so really, I never really felt supported by him because I don't think with his tech brain, he really understood my creativity or why I did what I was doing for a living. Um, And one day I just kind of got fed up with being told that I wouldn't be good at stuff or that, you know, what I did was not really his sense of humor. And it just really made me feel shitty and made me feel like I wasn't worthy and I knew my worth. So I knew that enough to walk away from the situation And uh, about three months after I left him, I actually booked a series regular on a major network television show, which really taught me once you cut out toxic energy, amazing things can (laughs) flourish and happen and blossom immediately after. And the kicker is that he wanted to come support me at a live taping for the show. And I said, all right, I have an extra ticket. If you really want to come, then fine. He showed up, my friend was with him, and he said, oh my god, I can't believe she actually did it. I can't believe she actually is on a sketch show. She always said she was going to do it, but he never really truly believed it. So then, of course, he asked for me back. And guess what I said? No thanks. And that's my FML story. Oh my god, girl. That story is fucking epic. Hell yes to that. I am so glad that you turned that shit around and chose yourself and knew what you wanted and what you were capable of. The best type of revenge is success and just utter happiness. I will never forget sitting in therapy with my ex-husband and him telling our therapist, well, she's never actually going to make it. So what does it matter? You know, like, why are we dealing with all this drama of me being uncomfortable with her on set? She's never actually going to get anywhere. And 
I remember being like, fuck, dude, I can't imagine being with someone that I didn't support and believe in. Like, why are you even with me? It was this like weird moment. And I totally applaud you for being like, no, dude, I know my worth. I know what my talent is and where I'm about to be. And uh, for just choosing yourself and kicking ass, girl, kudos. Okay, all of my listeners, if you want to submit an FML story for the show, we want to hear it. But some of you guys are submitting through the website and just writing out your stories. That's not how you need to do it. So I'm going to give you the quick instruction rundown on how you can submit an FML story to be selected for the show. You want to find a quiet space to record, a small room or even a closet works. Record yourself telling your FML story like you're talking to me. You can even start with like a, hey, Gabrielle, my name is, or you can be anonymous, whatever. Tell the story like you would be telling it to one of your girlfriends or someone that hasn't heard it yet. You've heard examples that we used in the show. You know, put personality in your voice. When you're finished, save the recording and then email it to us. If you don't have a microphone or a recording device, the voice memo recorder on your phone works just fine. When you're done, email it to ChiquitaMiamiProductions at gmail.com because we would love to feature more of your crazy FML stories. We are officially bringing on the second person character from the book. You all know her as Mallory, who I met in Barcelona, one of our favorite places that we traveled to, but I know her and you will soon know her as Melanie. We're going to talk all things Barcelona, how insane it was for her to meet some random girl on the side of the street and end up in a fucking book. We're going to reminisce on all of the memories that we made. And of course, we will be talking about all the guys, which means Chris. This girl has literally traveled all over the world, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. I had so much fun catching up with her. As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast for all the behind the scenes goodies. If you have not gotten some of your new merch yet, what the hell are you waiting for? You can get that and signed copies of the book at eatprayfml.com. And until next week, guys, have a few self-love cocktails on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.